Hello and welcome to Chaplain's Word of the Day. I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as we explore God's Word so that we can be inspired, challenged, and comforted together. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett and today I want to share a word about fickleness as I comment on Luke chapter 19 verses 28 through 40. This passage reads, After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany, at a place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as the Lord told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. So, today let's talk about fickleness. Holy Week is an amazing time in church worship. We know from the scriptures a day-by-day -day account of the week that ended with Jesus being crucified on Good Friday and then arising again on Easter Sunday. Now, the interesting thing to me is that this week, in many ways, is bounded by two mob scenes. In each of these scenes, we see people shouting and gesturing because of Jesus. This is amazing and sad because the thing is, these two scenes are 180 degrees out of phase with one another. On Palm Sunday, the crowds acclaimed Jesus. They effusively welcomed him to Jerusalem and they worshiped him. What a wonderful experience it must have been for all concerned to have been in that mob acclaiming Jesus. Just six days later, however, the crowds were just as animated, but with animus instead of acclaim. Luke 23, verses 13 through 25, records their cries on Good Friday. Pilate called together the chief priests and the leaders and the people and said to them, You have brought me this man as one who misleads the people. But in fact, after examining him in your presence, I have found no grounds to charge this man with those things you accuse him of. Neither has Herod, because he sent him back to us. Clearly he has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore I will have him whipped and then release him. Then they all cried out together, Take this man away. Release Barabbas to us. He had been thrown into prison for a rebellion that had taken place in the city and for murder. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate addressed them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! A third time they said to them, Why? What has this man done wrong? 
I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I'll have him whipped and then release him. But they kept up the pressure, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified, and their voices won out. So Pilate decided to grant their demand and release the one they were asking for, who had been thrown into prison for rebellion and murder. But he handed Jesus over to their will. So we see in less than a week, the crowds in Jerusalem went from saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, to shouting, Crucify him, crucify him. What a remarkable flip-flop. And yet, when we think about the record of humanity in the Bible, we should not be surprised at all. In fact, we don't know it to be the case, but it would not surprise me at all if some of the same people who acclaimed Jesus on Palm Sunday were there condemning him on Good Friday. You see, from the beginning of time, people have proved to be fickle, especially when it comes to dealing with God. Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day, that is, until they chose to follow the serpent. Adam sinned even though he didn't have to. He could have trusted God. Abraham trusted God until it came to his wife Sarah, and then he decided to lie to Pharaoh and say that she was his sister. Pharaoh decided to allow the Jews to leave, and then he changed his mind. The children of Israel followed Moses to the promised land, that is, until they found out that the tribes in the land were probably going to be tough to defeat, and then they reneged. Once in the land of Canaan, the Israelites served God until they didn't, and then when they cried out to God to save save them, and he did, they served him again until they didn't. God was ruler in Israel until they decided, like everyone else, they wanted a king. In the New Testament, we can see the same pattern continue. Peter was a stout defender of Jesus until he betrayed him. Ananias and Sapphira were honest with God. That is, until they weren't honest with God. And even today, many church pastors have found that their congregations honor them and follow them as a man of God until they don't. And so it went, and so it goes. Now, fickleness is a trait that causes much fear and distrust. Uh, One reason that people distrust uh, politicians is that they often flip-flop on issues. They see which way the wind is blowing before they say a word. And then, of course, you know, one of the most discouraging things and soul-crushing experiences is when a friend that we thought we could trust, then betrays us. One of the biggest problems with the COVID-19 epidemic is that to the average person, it seems to be very fickle. As my son once told me, COVID-19 is very infectious, except when it isn't. And I can't help but agree with that summary. The good news for us is that while we may be fickle, and we are, God isn't. The scriptures tell us that God is unchanging. And Hebrews 13.8 tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. If there is one rock solid fact in our lives is this. Unlike us, God isn't fickle. And he will always stand by his word, his will, his way, and his eternal love for us. 
This means we can always trust God. This means we can always trust His Word and that we can always rest in His love. He will never flip-flop and He will never stop redeeming humanity from our own fickleness. We can trust God. But the question that comes to me is this, can God trust us? Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon with another portion of God's Word that we can consider together. Every blessing, I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett.